Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Welcome, everyone. Chuck Bonnerell, Julie Hayden, The Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show. Truth straight up. That's right. Brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, um, Advanced Acupuncture, and Chinese Medicine. So we're going to have Tom Tancredo um, on with us here shortly. We hope. Um, I think it's his opportunity to say, I told you so. I mean, he could be saying, I told you so forever. But want to talk to him about immigration mm-hmm. and the whole um, Denver, the Denver crisis. Um, and then we're going to talk about Russell Brand had a great interview with Tucker Carlson. And then my thoughts on the Taylor Swift conspiracy theories. You really want Julie's uh, thoughts uh, Taylor Swift. I'll tell you, and I'll give you my thoughts on Taylor Swift. And perhaps do. And we have this is now. And our dogs' views on Taylor Swift. (laughs) And you've got Tom Tancredo with us. Tom, do you have any views on Taylor Taylor Swift? Swift. Absolutely, absolutely not one thought on Taylor Swift. (laughs) To tell you the honest to God truth, you're going to be. I can just know you're going to be waiting for the Super Bowl. She'll be up in the the uh, players box with. With uh, her, the mother and uh, the wife of uh, Mahomes, and you'll become. But where's Taylor? Where is Taylor? I want my Taylor fix. You know, I got to tell you, I never ever saw her ever in my life until the last game. I <laughs> said when she was <laughs> hugging him, or you know, I, 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 I guess. I mean, I'm sure she's she's got to be really quite. Wonderful, right? I mean, right, just talented at least. Billion dollars, I, I don't right? Know. There was a funny. I, I just don't get it. You can always get it those red lips. You look at that whole box. You don't see anything but this, this day glow red uh, lips always stick out. Before we get to serious, there's the band. No, 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 before we go back to being. <laughs> So, so Brock, on a lighter note, Brock Purdy, who is, you know, he's he's the underpaid quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, right? He makes like nothing a year. Yeah, because he was the last pick in the NFL draft. He has to have a, um, even has to have a roommate. But the Babylon B had a funny thing saying he finally gets to see her because he can't afford the concert tickets. But anyway, wanted to talk to you about, I mean, this is, you could be saying, I told you so from now to the end of days, really. But I I read with amusement, Channel 9 had a story on saying that the city of Denver, who not just a short time ago had that banner across the city and county building saying, we hard immigrants. Which no, we course, love immigrants. But, but there's a part, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, of course, I meant illegal immigrants, is now saying they need to change their messaging to tell the illegal immigrants <laughs> to quit coming here. <laughs> Get the hell out of our town. They've had some 40,000 come through Denver, too many of them staying. Not through. Yeah. They're right here with us. And what they're doing is they're having the, the so they were providing, homeless people are screwed in Denver anymore. Well, just think about this. We've had a homeless crisis for, I don't know, 25 years, 30 years, uh, 35 years. The homeless population has fluctuated from about 2,000 to 3,500, 4,000. This is 10 times, <laughs> 10 times that number. 
And again, if you're homeless, you're screwed. They're like, unless you have a Hispanic accent or something. But they're the city is now starting to tell people. I mean, after they've been there a couple of weeks, they're just kicking them out, and they're like, "We know you don't have where to go." But and the Denver Public Schools, yeah. Well, Lakewood is going to take them. We'll get to that in a second. Good, good for them. But, But. you know, one of the things that struck me is, and Tom, you've talked about this before, and that's the role of the NGOs. So it is the NGOs who are now saying, yeah, we don't have any room. We're going to have to tell people they, they have to quit coming here. My first question to you is how easy, who, who do they tell? I mean, how do you, how easy is it just to tell the illegal immigrants quit coming here anymore? Well, what do you mean? They, they, what entity tells them that or... or... The city of Denver is going to start telling them to not come here anymore. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Right? Yes, exactly. Uh, and so I, I saw that they're going to uh, starting next Monday, right? Um, right. Telling the, all these people, sorry, you've overstayed it. Can't have it anymore and all that sort of thing. But they'll cry and there's, you know, I guarantee you that that will not be a, a sort of a benchmark. You know, yep, that's it. Monday, where they're all gone. Of course not. And uh, they're going to figure out something they can do to hide it. And uh, maybe they'll do something like New York, right? Who the, the, the governor of New York and the mayor got together to say that they will they will issue work permits <laughs> to 40,000 illegal immigrants in New York. And so that they can go and work, you know, uh, for minimum wage or less. Um, less because yeah because they'll get paid in cash um but of course completely illegal right Right. a state cannot cannot give anybody cannot give an alien a work permit right there is no such thing and and if you're an employer try that Right. Well, that's and if you're an employer, that's a bit of a quandary also, isn't it? Because no, it's, not. it's like, well, I guess if it's a work. Well, I mean, a couple of things I want to pr- go through there because I saw that, too. And it's just ridiculous. Number one, I mean, there is giant layoffs. I mean, maybe they can go work at Amazon or something. They're laying, I mean, massive layoffs. <laughs> the economy is tanking. Yeah. It's not like there are tons of jobs out there. I think I could probably get military age kid in here for the few tasks I actually do and tell him to do them, you know? No, I guarantee you they will believe me. They will find jobs because they will pay them far less than yes. otherwise and the, yes. the employer would have to pay. And right. so that just means a lot of people will be thrown out of work. Yeah. Right. In, right. In New York. Okay. 40,000 of them or something. Plus, well, if they stay know. in New York, it, if they were to stay in New York City for these jobs, um, they would be on welfare in nothing flat, right? It would not be right. just the uh, uh, the minimum wage or less that they're getting. It would be they they went, would then go on welfare because they are uh, part of the working poor. There there would be so no matter what the state of, of, of New York is going to be screwed. Who cares? As, I'm glad to see it. I'm I'm happy about the fact that they're going to get screwed on this, as well as, you know, I, I would love to see the same thing happen in California. Uh, because eventually, you would think, and, I, and I'm not going to say that this will happen. I'm just saying, you would think that eventually people would go, no, I've had enough of this crap. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to pay the taxes for this. I'm not going to yeah. pay the in the, in the city that's overrun by people who are crapping in the street and 
And then, and then when you give them a, a room, they get mad because it's not good enough and they don't have room service. I mean, I think somewhere along the line, it would reach a, a tipping point. Now, I don't know that to be true, and it certainly doesn't mean that that would be true in Colorado. But all I'm saying is that there there is that possibility that people have sort of had enough in, in well, a lot of areas. And, well, and I'll tell you what, what I tell, what I tell you what's going to be fun. No, it, it, it's, it's, it's banging on the table and it looks like we're having earthquakes. So um, it's, it's, it's what's going to be fun is, I don't know, the 40,000, maybe 25,000 are military age males. You get 25,000 military age males and you've got the gangs of New York. I mean, you, you're going to have some fun times. Because they're going to get bored at some point, and they're all going to get together, and they're going to start robbing and, and looting, and you know, do things that if you're unemployed, you have no hope, you know. It's in, and well, they already are. Yeah, well, what do they got to lose? And they can't, they can't stay in jail because they won't let them. So right. it'll be seventy-five percent of the people coming across that border right now. The millions that have crossed that border in the last several months, the millions, and it is in, it's in that range. Seventy-five percent are are um, draft age males, you know, right. just as you say. Now, um, they're not people that are running from uh, just the, the horrible situation in Argentina or something. No, no, these people are looking for a lot, a lot of different things, including an easy um, way to make a living, which is to rob, do uh, right. do all the things that are that they would. They they are not uh, that they're not going to be afraid of doing because nobody's going to arrest them for anything. And right? So, yeah, crime will go through the roof. It already has been in all these places. Um, and I was going to say, Denver. Oh, keep going. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say that it, it in in a lot of areas, I it doesn't seem to matter. I I I just can't get over it. What is there about a culture in a particular area? Let's just say California. Let's say here. What is it that it, it seems like no matter how bad it is um, empirically proven to be, there there is still this unwillingness to do anything significant about it, like throw out every one of the idiots that they've got running those places. Well, just uh, yeah. just ask the people what, in Lakewood. Well, yeah, that's well, the people in Lakewood. Yeah, the city of Lakewood is on the verge of voting to go ahead and take, since Denver is kicking all of the illegal immigrants out anymore, Lakewood is apparently on the verge of voting the city council there to take them and to put them in yes. some of their, it's like, and I know we were talking with a former Lakewood city councilwoman, Ramey Johnson, and she's like, what can we do? I'm like, I, checking out, like you were saying, it's like, I think you're screwed. I just, I mean, I don't know. I, I want to tell yep. you a funny thing in Denver the other day, I'd never seen this before in Denver. So I was, I pulled up to the intersection at um, like um, Spear and, and uh, Broadway, right? And there was yeah. a guy with like a Gatorade bottle full of what I guess was windshield wiper fluid and a squeegee trying to yeah, see if people he, wanted us to see. Wanted us I've to, seen that before. It was squeegee. in New York in the early 80s. The squeegee <laughs> oh, yeah. men were all over the place. It's like blocking right. traffic. And people were like, I mean, people in Denver are conditioned that because people are like, you're what is he going to but people weren't sure what was he robbing you? What was he going to do? Well, yeah. But I can't it, it imagine is, you can make the, it. They they are intimidating. Yes, people that you just identified. They don't just come around and go, "Hi, could could I wash your windshield, please?" I mean, they oftentimes they're much more demonstrative than that. And 
they get sort of sort of rowdy. And All I right. mean, they really are. I've seen it happen in New. I was in New York when this happened. So was I. Once, and believe me, it's not a pleasant thing. And you can't say, you know, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Washington, I went. <laughs> How much can I possibly give you? Is that enough? <laughs> You know, $10, what does it take here? You, you know, they have, they have one hand is a squeegee car. bottle, and the other hand, they have a hammer. You're kind right. of like, would you like a little squeegee? <laughs> who has cash anymore, right? Yeah, it's well. the city of Denver is full of millennials. Like, I guess I could give them an Apple Pay, or maybe they have Venmo. I don't know. This guy's might have Venmo. <laughs> That's right. Well, let me ask you about the the role of NGOs, because I think in in this Mm -hmm. Channel 9 story, they were quoting someone from an NGO who was saying that their money was running out. So that's why they were finally getting sick of it. Right. But talk a little bit about and we had Todd Watkins on the other day who was saying that these people come across the border by the thousands um, a day. Right. They get processed and then they immediately go to these facilities where there are these non-governmental organizations set up. Catholic Relief Society. Yeah. well, that are funded with our tax dollars and explain a little bit how all of that works. Cause I think that's a crucial piece that I don't think people always see. There are two organizations that really um, receive the brunt of uh, federal funding for the support of, of they just say uh, immigrants, but it's of course for illegal immigrants in particular. Um, Catholic charities, the biggest Lutheran charities, second. And uh, it over, let's see, we've, I know it, we're way over a billion dollars that we have. Wow. Because that was about what I had, we had given out when I left Congress. So oh, wow. I know it's way over that. Now, it wasn't per year, but I remember it was like over a two or three year period. It was a billion dollars um, to Catholic charities alone. Uh, yeah. So it's who knows how, how, how much it's grown. So here's what how they spend it. Uh, the for a long time before the border was open, what they would do is go across the border into Mexico and set up these stations all along the border to give out water, um, food, uh, packets of, of materials, uh, uh, that, you know, about how to avoid being um, uh, being taken, uh, be, being arrested by uh, Border Patrol. How to you, here's a here's a pathway through the through and across the border that you can go and and you know you'll, you'll be safe. They they set up really hundreds maybe I don't know hundreds and hundreds certainly of these stations and gave out a, a lot of material and and sustenance. So then then when they cross the border, they would provide them with transportation. And there's, they're doing that now still. Uh, well, you know, maybe they can't do it as much as they were, but they were taking them to these um, hotels that they had arranged for. Yeah. Uh, some even bought hotels, and they're called, they called them illegal immigrant motels. Yeah. Uh, and they would tr- arrange transportation to all these places, then provide them with, um, uh, you know, all of the legal help that they would need, uh, and especially what to say. What, how they should, uh, um, you know, no, fear what they fun. should tell the Border Patrol in order to get their, in that line called, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> called, uh, uh, you're, you're looking for sanctuary, you know, and okay. you, um, yeah. Are, yeah. And, and the minute you say the right word, um, 
everything comes to a halt in terms of trying to do anything against you. I mean, you're given a, a time, usually three years in advance, um, of when you have to show up <laughs> for a hearing for your, you know, and, and of course, nobody does that. That's no. certainly true. But, uh, but these NGOs will facilitate all of this and they will hire, uh, uh, attorneys to, uh, defend these people. So that's those are the primary uh, uh, expenditures that you and I are paying for because they, those are taxed out. Federal government, we, yeah. we appropriate that money to them every year. Right. Well, and it's it's insane. I, I mean, it, it would be so easy to stop it if you just kept giving them all the stuff. I mean, I imagine, you know, they're complaining in Denver. We need to tell them to quit coming here. I imagine that you don't have thousands of people come across the border and say, oh, we want to go to Denver. They just go, like you said, to one of these NGO places and wherever they're taking them. And they're taking them to sanctuary cities where I'm assuming they probably have a sister or maybe even just a partner NGO who's now, <laughs> making, crime. Right, now making a ton of yeah. money off of them once they get here, right? And so it's just it's right, the, right. The, the corruption has got to be and these people I'm sure they don't care but in the meantime you know like you said they're they're the vast majority of them are military age men single men they aren't coming to Denver I still don't think to totally look for work I know I was seeing a thing the DEA was having a news conference they've had record go figure record illegal immigration record fentanyl seizures and deaths I mean I wonder sure. if there could be a correlation sure. you know well and there's one other thing. Uh, and I got in all kinds of trouble for suggesting this, um, but uh, with the Catholic Church, especially at the time, um, I said that a, a lot of the uh, you know the, the wonderful things they're doing to spirit these people into our country, sneak them into our country, was to get uh, butts in pews. I mean, they're losing you know yeah. they're, they're, they're 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 losing. They're the people coming to church all the time. This is this is just like the Democrats are looking for that right. you know, well of, of of voters. The church is looking for that well of parishioners that'll come in time, and maybe it won't be happening right away, but but it will do, it, it fill up their the pews. And oh my goodness, you should. Uh, <laughs> I, got, I got no okay, you know, because um, what happened? Well, oh, this is kind of funny, but. Um, I said to, it was, I'm trying to think of the Pope, um, Benedict, and uh, he, he said something about our immigration policy was immoral. Mm. And so <clears throat> I challenged him, yeah, and, and I said, I, I see that Pope has declared our immigration policy to be immoral. It is the most it is the most moral policy in any country, any country in the world. We take more people in, we provide more for, the, you know, and I went on through it. Well, Dan uh, Kaplis went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I was attacking the Pope. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, oh yeah. And I was on the radio with, this was that back then, right? He had, and he called and we had this big fight on the radio about this whole thing. And then, and that's when I said, you know, um, that is that's an, another part of this whole thing is getting butts and pews. Well, and, and, and not only I would not only say butts and pews, but then so these people are all on not all, but a significant percentage of them are on welfare. So they're getting our tax dollars. So then they can give you give our tax dollars to contribute to the Catholic Church too. Right so, yeah. We're talking yeah. to Tom Cancredo, the great former congressman who is prescient. Yeah. 
25 years ago. And, and uh, talking about the illegal. You know what? What I appreciate with Obama and the Biden administration, you know, tens of, well, 10 million people more have, have come across the border. And you go, how can that be sustainable? That's just going to create enormous havoc. And then it's go, what's your point? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's a good that's one. All right. right. You, you got it. Yeah. Of course, that is the point. There are a number of reasons. There are, you know, we, we've gone through what prompts the Catholic Church uh, and, and Lutheran industry, Lutheran uh, uh I guess it's the same thing. Um, it, what prompts them is a, a lot of money is involved with this, and to a certain extent, it's a you know it's to get more people uh, into their services. But um, it, it is also because there is this strong desire for on the left to destroy America. Mm-hmm. The let's say put it this way: the America you and I grew up in. In fact, I've got a bumper right. sticker I'm having made that says, I miss the America I grew up in, dash the one that even the Democrats loved. <laughs> and because people, when I was in state legislature, you guys, 100 years ago, I, we, we argued about stuff all the time, Democrats and Republicans. Never do I ever recall having an argument about the essence of America. And today, yes. that's everything. They they want to destroy this country and and, and turn us into something like a, you know, European socialist system. Right. And so one way to get there, as I always said, I've talked about this ever since I talked about immigration, is that what you do is you even legal immigrants that that won't assimilate become Mm -hmm. a big problem for our culture. And they don't even now they want the word assimilation taken out of any kind of governmental, you know, uh, uh, victim or or anything like that. They hate assimilation. Uh, You know, this goes back. Oh, my gosh. I remember when there was this guy who was holding a big uh, event at the the Civic Center. And I I went. It it was called Return to Atzlan. Right. Atzlan. Uh is a word that is used to describe the area of the country that was taken away from Mexico after the in the ah. Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo, 1848. And they want it back. And they want, and, and they gave out this brochure, I'll never forget, and it talked about the importance of not assimilating, yeah. maintaining the mother tongue in, in the public school. They went through this long de- description of, of why they didn't want uh, people to assimilate. They wanted them separate. Um, and this is exactly what they're all about. In fact, the guy that was leading that particular event, long black hair, red bandana around his forehead, around it, and um, he used this big bullhorn. I, I still remember him <laughs> because mm-hmm. uh, later he, he did, in fact, cut his hair and put on a suit and ran for the state legislature and won. Name is Federico Pena. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah. Oh. He was he was leading the the thing at the time about return to Oxlon. and but but that's what they want, and yeah. so so there, so there are various <clears throat> pressures and viewpoints and um, and reasons that people are so invested in destroying the America that you and I grew up in. 
and and so immigration, massive immigration, um, both legal and illegal, as I say, uh, of people who won't assimilate. And then it's not them not wanting to. We do not. We do not let them. You know, we don't yeah. want them to do anything that uh, strikes at, you know, even implies that their culture wasn't good enough. Of course, if it was good enough, they wouldn't have come here. They wouldn't have come here in the first place. Yes. <laughs> you know, I don't think they so, want a European socialist uh, type country because they spend all their time in European socialist countries trying to overwhelm those with immigration. So they're destroyed. Um, yeah. And it's it's people coming that the people put bringing them. It's not those coming across the border looking for. So it, I mean, well, they want socialist uh, goodies. That's for sure. Right. But no, no, no. This is this is this is our political system. It's right. the people here who are trying their best. I mean, it's not heard the other day. They, there's this now demand to get rid of Thanksgiving. Right. Why? What in the hell? Well, because Thanksgiving is a purely American um, uh, event. (laughs) And the 4th of July, let's get rid of that. Let's get a Memorial Day, Labor Day. Oh, yeah. All of it. All of it. Right. Well, you know, and hopefully people are starting to. I mean, people, I've talked to you before, and I had a, a friend who, they were upset because she lives in um, Central Park, formerly Stapleton, and this was last spring, they closed the rec centers because they were housing illegal immigrants there. Denver schools have tons of these kids coming in, um, and which yeah. is, I mean, unsustainable. And excel. And Yeah, and well, and they're not even going to stay, right? They're coming and going and coming and going. You've got Denver Health Medical Center um, is giving all these people free health care, and they're on the verge of collapsing, they say. And right, I still think right. the reason they're saying it no one none of these progressive organizations are turning around and saying maybe we should put a stop to this maybe oh. instead they're like so we need more money yeah and yeah. you know and federal I money federal money yeah yeah that's what the right. polis is polis is his suggestion his solution is not to close the border um his or if he's even fine with them coming to denver he just like wants more money for it and uh i you know yeah they exactly might, and, and I imagine they're going to get it. Don't well, I you think, think they should get it. I mean, I mean, look right now, the sixty billion for Ukraine, fourteen million to Israel, and all that. We could get Does, the, the, yeah, it doesn't look so hot. So let's just use that and and you know give a billion a few well, to we can get laundered back into the congressional pockets, though. So that's I'm sure they can have some kind of mechanism. So Tom gets his is he's got it exactly. You know, I I always keep explaining to people that. I, you know, I said, I, I don't know if I'm the only one, but I can tell you that there aren't many people who have gone into Congress, spent 10 years and came out with uh, a smaller uh, net worth than they went in with it. <laughs> but I was one. I can you were not you doing one. it right, Tom. You were not. You, did, you, you, got, you, got, you, you did OK on the presidential side with some speaking fees um, until one radio host got a hold of that money and. <laughs> And uh, plowed it under for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Sure. Absolutely. I do. Believe me, two or more are gathered. I will speak, especially. Hey, <laughs> no problem. No problem with that. Let me list. Let me before I forget. Let me just end that that thing about the Pope. So shortly thereafter, after this big blow up, uh, he the Pope then came out. He he was, um, you know, he was a very intellectual guy and. And he had written all this stuff about Islam, and it was not very complimentary. And he was being attacked for it because uh, he and and so I wrote him a letter, another letter after the first one. And I said, and, and essentially it was, 
with the, the Rocky Mountain News, that's how long ago this was, had mm-hmm. a big headline, Tancredo to Pope, hang in there. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, uh, but I, I didn't get any... Uh, you didn't write you back. I didn't get anything back from... Uh, you should write to the newest Pope, Pope Francis. He'd get back to you. He's a beauty. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, Francis. Well, do you think, to me, I, again, you know, and as our, one of our listeners, Charlene, always points out, that, that the problems and the issues that we're facing here are not bugs. They are features of the of the program. To me, it seems like unless Trump is elected, th- this is not going to stop. I mean, the, they can talk about border bills and all that kind of nonsense all they want. It's not going to stop, I don't think. Do you? I don't because he, I mean, Trump, God bless him. I, I must tell you, n- never did I think I was going to live to see the day when an American president would do the things he did about immigration. Right. Now, he, he took a long time to, to do it, but, but he did a lot. And what he did was, was not only important, but it was very, 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 it worked. But this right. Was, right. And so I, I never thought I'd see it. But look at the crud he took, and I'll tell you right now, he will fight the Senate if it well even doesn't matter who's in control. If it's, if the if the Republicans stay with the Senate, he will have a bigger fight uh, <laughs> than than he's got now because it's the same old thing. Yeah. You and I have talked about this over and over. You know, if you can't figure out why people are doing what they're doing follow the money. And yeah. and so right now they're put they're they're going to cave in on a, a compromise bill yeah. that is isn't worth the paper it's printed on in terms of doing anything about illegal immigration. Uh, nothing. It, it will only pump hundreds of millions of more dollars into an already corrupt and failed system. But those dollars will be <laughs> used in many ways. <laughs> and a lot of it will will come back to members through contributions to leadership, yeah. Yeah. to the leadership, not to them individually from but, yeah. Corporation A, B, or C. But Corporation A, B, and C will supply hundreds of millions of dollars to the leadership, and then the leadership, the you know, does they, they funnel it out to members, and that's why when you go there and you think. Why? And, and I mean, I, I was naive about it. Certainly, I, I couldn't figure out why all my colleagues were walking out on me when I was trying to, <laughs> to talk about the issue, you know. And they did. They literally walked out of the room when, when the very first time I ever tried to address the issue with them and in the caucus uh, and mad, yelling at me. And I thought, what the hell is the deal here? These are guys, you know, the, these are conser- a lot of these are conservatives. I don't get it. This is on our side. People are with us. Didn't matter. People may be with us, but the leadership wasn't. And the leadership provides the money to you right. when you are a member. And right. you better do what the member leadership wants, uh, yeah. or they don't come and get, they don't send you the money. And they don't come and give you, uh, you know, they won't send people to your district to raise, do fundraisers and all that sort of thing. And you'll never get some bills passed that you might really want, and certainly that would help you in terms of uh, fundraising again. Um, right. And so you get scared to death, and, you, and they say, "Oh, gee, you know, I, I can't do that." Tom. Uh, and I had him say it. I had him say to me, uh, "You know, I, you're right. You're right. I know you're right on this stuff, but man, I can't." I, oh, no God. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I did absolutely. Oh. 
Well, Tom, listen, we will let you go. But, you know, you just need to keep saying to everybody, I told you so. I told I, you know, just. Oh, no, you gotta, oh, you got to open up your house and yeah. uh, shelter a family <laughs> yeah. or two. Nothing, nothing too many. Too uh, uh, okay, buddy. All right, all right. Great to see you, Tom. Thank you so for your time. That was Tom Tancredo, former congressman and and uh, prescient. Well, and from the beginning, he's had just you know the uh, when it was extremely unpopular to say right. I mean, he's just had still unpopular. He's just had just a really good and deep understanding of all of the issues involved. Um, oh, and this is from Leo. Oh, come on. All those illegals are software coders and engineers, really. Well, and that's too bad for them because they're all getting laid off, too. What did I saw since the first of the year? That's been like 30 days. Some like 25,000 tech jobs have been lost, right? As oh, the well, tech companies they, are like, oh. they well, they can they can get the squeegee thing going. Yeah, yeah, yeah their own squeegee thing, yeah. Gain economy. I mean, I hope that they have Venmo or something. You know what I mean? It's like, who, I mean, who carries? If I, you know, I could say here's some chiclets or something like that. Who carries cash? Uh, but anyway, so that's the latest on that. Denver is now. It doesn't hurt um, immigrants as much as it used to. At least it won't until they give them more money. Um, I want to talk about something else too. The kind of all ties in with even what Tom was saying is these people hate the country. And that's, it was, there's a great interview. And if you haven't seen the whole thing, it's on Tucker Carlson on Twitter. It's about 40 minutes, but just fascinating. It is good with Russell Brand. I mean, you're, what your kind of synopsis of it? Well, he has him on to talk about one, how Russell Brand was canceled. The, the fact that um, Russell Brand was doing this thing and, and annoying Moderna, Pfizer and, and lots of other people. Um, so they decided to do away with them. And how do they do it? Well, they have the the, the uh, Times of London, the most prestigious paper in all of the uh, UK, owned by the Murdochs, uh, the Sunday Times, owned by the Murdochs, and Channel 4, uh, owned by the Murdochs. Um, and I they see all, a pattern there. They spent years, literally years, a couple of years, investigating and talking to all these unanim- anonymous women. Now, anonymous. Anonymous. Uh, Russell Brand... Um, was a uh, I think, well, he just, free love, free love guy. He, Stally, what, he was a star and he was... A well, no, he said, he, he, you know, he got on stage and I'll have sex with any of you. Uh, I don't care, <laughs> any of you, just come back here and I'll have sex with you. Um, uh, and then he... Then Which he, this is probably not a wise no, he approach. Said, he said it was really pretty hollow, <laughs> all that. Uh, uh, but but all it was consensual. Um, and then all those women said, no, he harassed me, he raped me. No names, just ju- justice. No and, charges. No charges. And then there would be a conservative MP, uh, Dame somebody, who would call up all these things. Are you going to demonetize uh, Russell Brand? If they said no, they go, well, you're... The we'll only one that didn't was, was, um, was um, Rumble. Rumble. Yeah. Um, and so that was part of it. But it's just this kind of world, his worldview. And 40 minutes of just incredibly articulate. I mean, Russell Brand was at his best, I think Russell said at the end of the show. I mean, he was at his best, so articulate. Um, it's amazing he could do his stream of consciousness flows with many polysyllabic words and just great <laughs> thoughts. I mean, honestly. And the big, and so we'll play a couple of sound bites, but one of the things he talks about, which we've talked about, and I think we know, and a growing number of people are beginning to become aware of this, um, is a lot, so much of what we, it's a PSYOP. And I think COVID- 
was like a massive training manual slash learning manual for them. Um, and, and he was talking about how, and the media hypes us, we go from crisis to crisis, right? There's always a bombshell coming out, the immigration crisis. But it's, it's, I mean, it's a crisis, but it's a crisis they manufacture, just like COVID. It was a crisis, but it was a crisis they manufactured. War with Ukraine. Manufactured, right? The whole thing in Iran, right? We give money to Iran, manufactured and fueled. And he talks about how... Their, Weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. You know, I mean, you know, the, the, the threat to democracy, the insurrection, all of these things are manufactured. Uh, and he said, and it's, it's intentional. And he talks about the globalist, um, and he names them powers that are behind this, right? It's not just politicians anymore. I think he's right about this. are just the puppets. So if we could please play the Russell Brand number one soundbite, Thomas. And it seems to me that the disempowerment of ordinary people, the condemnation, the demoralization of the public to create people that just are weary and broken and is, if not enslaved, then so dependent it amounts to a form of slavery, cannot be inadvertent. It seems to be a denial of something fundamental that I, in my language, I would call spirit, the, the right to be who you are that there isn't something fundamentally ugly or wrong with you, that you are allowed to be who you are. And I see that as a universal principle that will be applied all the way from the left to the right across various yes. ways that people claim their individual identity now. It seems to me that, yes, that if you start to attack those pivotal infrastructural roles, I was struck when speaking to some of the people that you work with, man, as you know, um, that's been a cop for 26 years in New Jersey, 35 yeah. years in the security first services. Like these people that give their lives for a country. So to tell those people that your country doesn't mean anything or to alter the meaning of what a nation is or alter what your contribution has been. It seems to be about a kind of disorientation. And it's difficult, actually, sometimes. The reason I mentioned at the beginning of this rather caroming answer figures that are broadly condemned as conspiracy theorists, but then aren't we all these days? Is The reason I mentioned them is because they talk specifically about ideas to do with spirituality, morality and ethics. And it's hard for someone like me to consider that the goals of this global establishment are anything other than power, finance, dominion. But when you talk about this loathing of nature, whether that's human nature or botany or the great expanse, yes. it's difficult yes. to think that there isn't something dark yes at his core and he's right you know you look at you look at all of the on in congress today right they're all you know yelling at mark zuckerberg about the you know using facebook to sexually exploit children and things like that and he stands up and he says oh i'm sorry he's not sorry and nor are they going to do anything about it it's like oh there that solved it right they don't care and i think all of the stuff we're seeing with the transsexual agenda and the grooming it, it, it to uh eventually and and it is something dark i think to allow the sexualization of children eventually means you can sexually exploit children right and that, well, that's the point if they got anything left to sexually exploit if you sterilize them well, cut off their genitals well and, and puberty blockers in them and and, and really uh, make them zombies i mean really that's what you're doing you're the gender affirming care well, and, well, one thing about Russell Brand that I particularly enjoy because we were canceled, Julie, right? Uh, with with the Media Matters of Colorado, um, and because we were pro Trump, and and so you know they had to destroy us, um, and with, with the aid and connivance of Salem Seven Ten, um, who just placidly sat there and said, "Ooh, that's terrible," um, you know, you're off the air forever. Um, 
you know, because they're too weak and too dumb and too venile to, to stand up or be for something. Um, but but it's almost, almost, I, I feel like having been canceled and, and you know, I, they canceled everything. I was a member of the Colorado Hall of Fame. They threw me the out. golf Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, not the Colorado Golf Hall of Fame. He never, he never went to the meetings. Throwing but... me out. No, no, no. Um, but but it's it's kind of like you feel you you've been through the passions and and trying times of your culture. I mean, I've I've got we've been we've been able to do it and come out the other side. Well, and the thing is, what's good is, and then it's less effective, right? And Jacob, I see, we'll get you in one second. Um, The more they do that to people and the more people stand up, which is happening more and more anymore, right? Um, Then the the less effective it is. Um, And and in fact, when we were kicked off of YouTube for saying things that we now all know are absolutely true, right? We had- Benign things. Right, we had a friend who said, well, I say worse things than you. How come I haven't been kicked off of YouTube, right? It's like a badge of honor. But Jacob, go ahead. Jacob's got his hand raised. Here we go. All right. I think the New York, I think the New York City Council did something more dangerous to New York than all the immigration. And that was they overrode uh, Mayor Adams' uh, veto on making the police account for every minute of every day. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. They're going to be in that office or in the precinct writing all these notes down, probably seven and a half hours out of the eight hour day. Well, or worse. And you're going to. Worst take of what they're going to do. I've covered cops. Um, you know, for, for yeah. forty years, what, what you're going to see is actually the cops yeah. aren't going. The cops are going to sit in their car. And they're not going to have any yeah. contact because they because, you know, obviously all of that documentation will then be used against you if you're a cop. So you're right. Mm-hmm. One of two things is going to happen. Either if you try to do your job, you're going to spend all of your time documenting it or you're just going to say, what the frick? I'm just I'm, I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm not going to I'm not going to do anything. I mean, which um, is and yeah. what's the what, crime is not going to go down in New York City, I don't think. And every city council person gets a police uh watch you know there's a cop in front of their house every day 24 hours a day and they if you know if the cop says well you're being robbed i can't get out of the car because i got to start accounting for everything you know they you have to understand a lot of these city council people have records you know they were uh community protesters arrested at one time or another and, and this is how they got in and uh, they don't understand if the business is small or big, they're not going to stick around. They're not going to have to get harassed. You know, a guy, like last night, there was a guy, um, he sells jewelry and other stuff in Adams in uh, Arapahoe County. It was on Channel 4. And he finally said his insurance just canceled him because there's too many robberies. Wow. All right. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen in New York. The insurance companies are going to say, this is too much of a risk. Goodbye. Well, look at in Denver, they have a more than 30% downtown office vacancy rate. And it's kind of interesting. The head on was that that's not sustainable. It's like, (laughs) well, yeah, but on the other, because then they go bad, but it's like, but how do you stop it? And, you know, I mean, I have friends, I had a friend I had lunch with her the other day and she has, you know, big family and they come in all the time. And, and, and this person is a liberal, right? And she said, you know, I used to, she she said, I used to take people down. I kind of do Larimer square and then we'd go over to union station and Mossville. 
then, uh, and that's what she said. She said her, she had, you know, her, she said her relative said, can we leave now? And so, I mean, they said it was, and she said it was dangerous. And she said, this was not at night. This was in the middle of the day in Denver. She said, first, it was just so depressing to see the homeless encampments, but, but the relatives were like, oh yeah, this is great, Paula, but we need, but you're right. I mean, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. The next time you see her, you see your friend tell her you voted for it. Well, that's all we, you got to say. We've had a discussion politely. <laughs> that's, right, yeah, that's the seems to be the only effective thing that works. Exactly. Okay. Thank you, Jacob. Okay. That's a good point. Well, and and all of this too. Then Russell Brand kind of went on to talk about, and, and as you said, with the canceling. And I think this is something we all have to be aware of going into twenty twenty four. Um, I, I think the censorship. Um, and the crackdowns and the domestic terrorists, all the surveillance, all of this is only going to ramp up um, because whoever wins the presidency, right? They still want the, the the globalist powers need to control the narrative, right? I mean, they can't have people talking. Well, about- just have a narrative. The narrative today on on the Senate uh, bipartisan border bill, um, you know, looks it looks awful for Democrats. It looks awful for the moderate Republicans. And they change it. And, and the thing is that now it's Donald Trump who's stopping this wonderful yes. border bill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and just so he can have it as an issue. He, this border <laughs> bill would solve everything, but he yeah. doesn't want it solved because he wants to have it as an issue. It's like, but Trump is like black main people. I will, and it's, but you're right. And then they all go with that. Um, and then we'll get to the Taylor Swift conspiracy in a second. But this Russell Brand, I just, this is another good one. Thomas, if we could please play Russell Brand number two. It seems to me that authoritarianism now is being deliberately veiled in the insidious language of care, concern, safety and convenience. It seems to me that we're in a time where we lurch from one crisis to another, that the crisis is always used to legitimise certain solutions. And a docile or terrified public is willing to participate in the proposed solutions that usually involve giving up their freedom. We are continually being invited to give up our freedom in exchange for safety or convenience and it seems that this process is radically escalating and I feel that this is something that we will see yet more of in the coming year I feel like you know you've spoken publicly about this that we're potentially on the precipice of serious and to use your term hot a hot war with Russia and like that's being reported on in my country right now it's like we're being prepped groomed primed for war is coming that we're being kept in a state of constant anxiety in order to induce compliance that the ongoing stoking of cultural tension is to ensure that people don't begin to recognize that actually we have far more in common with one another than we do with these curious sets of establishment interests that seem to be transcendent of national democracy. To, to be explicit, I'm talking about organisations like the WHO, NATO, the WF, yes. and their astonishing influence. Added to that, the types of groups we've discussed already that have been exposed due to Lee Fang's reporting, these think tanks and apparently independent organizations who are not independent when you look at where they get their money, big pharma or the government or the military industrial complex or the kind of people they employ. People from deep state agencies such as the FBI and CIA that have extraordinary affinity with the legacy media and their ongoing agenda. So what I suppose I'm sensing is that totalitarianism now will not bear the inflections or aesthetics of the 20th century militarism guys in medals with mustaches 
thumping their fists on a desk, will be calmly told with, by gentlemen with beautifully coiffured hair or elegantly speaking ladies that just for our safety and just for our convenience, we will be returning to our homes. And anyone that has an audience or a base or an ability to communicate with people to disrupt those types of narratives will be identified and destroyed. Well, exactly. I mean, think Dr. Fauci, right? Mm-hmm. Great hair, whatever, however evil he was. And that, and Dr. Bur- Burks, right? The scarf yeah, and all that, perfect, right? Perfect. And just gently, easily telling us, you know, hey, look, for your own safety, you have to keep that six foot distance. Of course, which they now admit. Just but we just, they just made that up. So, that up. but I think he's well, right. Well, you had to do it. So it's good. But what I love is, is the stream of consciousness. And it doesn't, you know, the, <laughs> invidi- the invidious language of safety concern and caring i mean he has such great phrases in there that he just you know rattles off at a machine gun speed but he does a great job of explaining it and it's true and i think you know the answer is and we can we'll talk about that a little bit more on friday but i think the, the answer to, is well, just speak the truth and to continue to speak, speak the it. truth don't well do and don't well don't, don't listen to her you're gonna get every one of them in trouble yeah well yeah there well, I think we need to reconcile ourselves to the fact that, yes, that we're going to be getting in trouble, right? There's going to be attempts. And then the deep state and this, this globalist, this, these people are not going to roll over and say, well, I guess, I guess the people want to be free. What's well, right? amazing that it was a um, Bloomfield uh, morning consult poll that in the, in the seven main battleground states, Trump has had in all of them from two to 12 points. Which is amazing. I mean, so that's why we need a war. So just like Nancy Pelosi could use the insurrection crisis right. emergency to decertify the election, we're going to have to have a war because yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't. I mean, that's my kind of concern. Is they're going to say because with COVID, okay, we had to have massive, massive mail-in tiger mail-in balloting. I think this time, hey. I think this time they're going to say we're not even going to do the election, right? We're not even going to do the election because the we're going wild. Back the dog is going wild. Well, and, oh, we're not, I, real quickly, Taylor's. I, I guess we're oh. done. No, the no. dog is saying you can't talk about Taylor Swift. <laughs> no. We can. I don't think we'll talk about that more. I just think it's funny that they're trying to. Um, say that that taylor swift who i'm sure is well i'm sorry no is is a liberal um is a secret ploy of joe biden's i, I, I bet she is and then the whole romance thing i bet i is oh. i bet they're both paying them you know quarter billion dollars each you know saying and then and, yeah right and then get together with the biden's and the clinton's and the obama's for some big thing and the kansas city chiefs can come out oh it's a good and then the whole thing is just to get everyone. Yeah. No, I mean, the, Julie, you're so naive. You are so naive. Is, like Taylor Swift's fans are like 14. I, they're trying to change the voting age there, though. Yeah, maybe that's 14. why. Two, two 14. So if you hit 14. a girl in your puberty, you can vote. Um, yeah, they won't let guys vote, though. Reb does not like Taylor Swift. The no, boys we, do not like we, Taylor Swift. The whole time we were watching the games, and God, not another Taylor Swift fighting. <laughs> so that's a tricky thing for them. They're going to yeah. have as many people who don't like Taylor Swift as do like her. Um, I do think it's funny, though. you got to love Donald Trump because he responds. I mean, and it's clickbait, but he responds and says, I have way more followers than Taylor Swift.
Taylor Swift. So, which I don't think is maybe followers is vague. So, hey, that'll wrap it up. For, wait. That's it for all you Swifty fans. For the Swifty fans on Friday, 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 we're going to have Dr. Josie. Yay, a good candidate has jumped into the race in CD8. Yeah. So we've got, we could talk, we've got some great grassroots candidates right, running right. Um, in, in many of the districts. So that's good news. And I found a video. You guys are going to want to see this for Party Friday, too. All right. You know it'll be good. <laughs> that's right. Thanks to Tom Tancredo. Thanks to everybody on Zoom. Take um, care. Yep. We'll see you all on Party Friday.